Hey, yo, welcome to the Just North Pod. It's episode seven. Can y'all believe it's been seven, seven episodes? Eesh. Yo, we out here. Officially nah, out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way. All the way out here. You know, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm really out here. Um, all that being said, we're going to skip the pleasantries today. We out here. First topic of the day is National Coming Out Day. So Monday, October 11th was National Coming Out Day. For those of you who need an explanation, I'm not really sure why you would, but it's an awareness day to support the Alphabet Mafia, the LGBTQ plus community. A lot of times folks will look back at when they came out and talk about how much shit has changed for them or maybe not changed for them since then. That being said, I'm going to quickly share my coming out story Hell As yeah. the gayest motherfucker on this podcast. Do your thing. Super gay. So I knew I was attracted to girls in high school. Perfect place to realize this, of course, it was at an all-girls school. Nevertheless, <laughs> I didn't come out until college. It wasn't great. My mom wasn't super supportive. Called it a phase. Metaphorically, threw a Bible in my face. Metaphorically, not physically. Metaphorically. Okay, just checking. Had to, had to double check. Say, you good? Yeah. But the thing is, is I think I've always known I was gay, like always been running with the boys, not super girly at all, always crushing on the woman leads in movies. Uh, for example, Mary Jane and Spider-Man with Toby, Gabriella Ooh. and the OG mm. high school Ooh. musical Ooh. and Demi Lovato in Camp Rock. I don't know about I felt that I don't know one. about right now. Yep. Demi's been into some shit lately that I'm happy that they're happy is all, y- you I'm know, say. We kind of support it, but not really. But you know, yeah, I'm happy. Scenes. I'm happy for Demi. I just hope that she, that they <laughs> that they cool it. I hope that they cool yeah, I hope it. that they calm it down a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, but for me, I think leaving Philly and being able to actually get to know myself away from my family and people who have known me my whole life, I think that's kind of what propelled me forward. Like even then, though, I was still trying to discover who I was in terms of my style and look and shit. Thinking about the transformation today, though, me and my moms are cool. We're tight. She loves my partner. She That's really cares up. about her. Yo, she be sending her TikToks oh, and shit. Love, and I'm like, oh, right. I was like, mom, how, who, who taught you how to use TikTok? Right, it sure wasn't TikToks? me. That's next level. Right. That's what I'm Bro. saying. And she, yeah. She'll randomly text her like, hi, how are you? And send her pictures of her ugly ass dog. Like it's crazy. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. No. Listen, my mom's dog is busted. Um, what you mean though? Like she got like a little like Chihuahua Yorkie mix dog, and her, some you know she got an underbite, and when oh. and when she don't get haircuts, she look homeless. Oh damn! damn. Man, I'll post I post a picture don't. on the channel. I post a picture. Where shit? I'm trying to see this this dog. I got y'all, but nah, like. Even like thinking about how I look physically now, it took me a while to get here, like to be comfortable pushing the limits of like my look and style. Um, I think a lot of what was holding me back was like worrying like what my mom would think or what she would say. But I got to a point where I was just like, what the fuck? Like you only live one time. Once. Shout out to Drake. YOLO. Deadass. We get one life. Who are you living it for? Speak on it. Damn. Speak on it. All that being said, though, look at look at I got this haircut. Y'all can't see it, but 
My barber that finally did it right. There he we go. About right. time. It's about yeah. time. Y'all don't know, but I've been like really struggling since I moved to New York. Like my barber up in Boston was Dominican and man, he had the hands of angels. I've done seen like four different barbers since I moved to New York. And I found this, this Dominican place and it's hitting right. It's hitting right and it's given. It's given everything I need to give. Y'all should see the fade. Oh my God. I'll post it on the channel too. I don't care. I'll show everybody. <laughs> I don't yeah, you get all the flicks of everything y'all need. <laughs> that is. But, but, but it's definitely a hard process. You know? no, definitely a hard is. process to find that barber, getting the right cut. It's that relationship. People take it for granted, but, you know, you got to find the right one. Dog, that was the saddest thing, like, about me leaving Boston. I was, I was like, I don't even give a fuck about the city, give a fuck about the state. <laughs> I was just like, but damn, what I'm going to do without my barber, like, I went back up a couple of weeks ago and I skipped a haircut in New York because I knew I was going back to Massachusetts. I was Damn. just like, I was like, yo, you, you got time for me on Friday. And he sure did. He put me in front of a client. It was just like, nah, fuck it. And then when I left, he was like, when am I going to see you again? Oh, <laughs> no. Stop that. My chest. I- just, damn you know I, you know i had to get him right i dad asked to tipped him a 20 i was just like damn i'm, I'm not gonna see you for a minute but i love right. you and i want you to know that <laughs> like, nah but anyway yeah that's that's my coming out story um something else that, that happened for national coming out day though this year so i don't know if y'all have heard of superman son of kalo it's a oh, new God. iteration of superman that's dropping it's focused on john kent son of clark and lois lane but in all earlier iterations of superman the love interest has always been lois lane badass right. beat reporter from the daily planet shout out He's also a co-worker of clark and somehow she don't realize that superman is clark kent without glasses but that's neither here nor there that's not Folks, what we're here to talk we're about. not gonna question that dc <clears throat> we're yeah. not, <laughs> you know not. but for national coming out day dc comics announced that the new iteration of superman son of kal-el the protagonist is bisexual. Hell yeah, that's what's up. Like, so like father, like bad. son. Yeah, like father, like son. He falls for a reporter, but the reporter is a boy. And we yeah, love word. to see it. We love Rep- to see representation it. is key in every facet. The fact yeah. that it's going to be out there, yep. and it's what the one of the most powerful, you know, part of the lineage of the most powerful, you know, superhero in the universe. Probably the only like one of two only good superheroes okay let's not say number one because i will fight this to the death as marvel over dc always 24 7 period and that's the tea i mean i mean we'll say that yeah yeah we'll say that but i mean superman though like yeah i mean that's the thing like i feel like dc really only got like two r8 like heroes is batman and superman and that's all they got they really tried this marvel universe shit dc just got bad marketing team yo hire me yo that shit was trash they can't i'm I'm, I'm good at this shit too so uh yo dc what's up yeah but so this isn't the first time that comic book writers have diverged from comic book canon earlier this year the character tim drake one of the many robins to fight with batman he accepted a date from a male admirer so that was one and before kent and drake there was batwoman also known as kate kane who at one point was punished for her relationship with another woman under the u.s military's former don't ask don't tell policy and harley quinn who ditched a joker for her friend poison ivy in recent comic book runs love that 
Love that. Finally, transgender scientist Victoria October, who debuted in the 2017 Batman series. So this has been done before. And of course, after Superman came out with this shit, all the cisgender comic book fans lost their shit naturally. So (laughs) my question to y'all is what are your thoughts on this? Does it matter who is Superman's love interest? And do we need to keep following the same standard of comic book heroes based on their canon? I'm going to go at it on a couple fronts. But the first one being, yo, fuck the canon. It's literature fuck at the, the end canon. of the day. At the end of the day, this is literature. People it's literature. Write stories. You can yeah. take it wherever. These are icons. These are people. You can attribute a certain story, a backstory. It doesn't really change who they are as a character. I just don't understand. Who cares? It adds another layer of depth to the character, who their love interest is. It shouldn't be us to judge who their love interest is. It's like, oh. They have one. They're interested in that person. That's dope. Every human has different interests. Like, I just, I don't get it. I mean, they should reflect who we are. You know, superheroes back in the day were, you know, cis, straight, white. And we're slowly moving toward, you know, more inclusion all over. And that's kind of, kind of the aim. And I think for our generation and our younger generation, it's dope to see that, oh, shit, there's somebody that looks like me. Someone that likes the same folks as me. Someone who gets down like me, like it's not some type of weird shit. Representation is so, so, so important. Right. But what do you think, B? What are your thoughts on this? I mean, it's art at the end of the day, man. Like art is what you what you perceive it as. It's always going to be something that you want to put out there. And it doesn't always have to be canon, man. I I, I hate the fact that, like Flacco said, it's always going to be like the straight white leaders, like in our comic books. Like you got the best ones out there. Miles Morales is the goat dog i love miles morales it was yo miles morales is out there but the thing is it's like we we love more inclusion man and it's just always gonna be art man and you're gonna see it how how you want to see it but i think we're just taking a step towards the future man like we're gonna start including more like colors more sexes more genders like just so we're we're not stuck doing the same old, same old, man. Like, I don't know how people don't get tired of just seeing the same old That's shit. my thing. I feel like they keep redoing all of these different comic book stories. Like, how many fucking mm. Spider-Mans do we have? And listen, not enough because I love Spider-Man. But like, you know what I mean? Like, how many times are we going to redo the Superman series? How many times are we going to redo Batman? Like, that's the thing. Like, if, if that's what we stuck on, we're going to stay with the classics. Like, that's cool. But like let's tell the story differently because i feel like we keep having the same stories told to us right and and also another thing is there's so many like non-canon stories out there of every single comic book like fucking hundreds and thousands why the fuck are people getting mad about john kent when there's other crazier shit out there like uh, of punisher or like you know of wolverine like dude it's just it's it's ridiculous the thing is is it really that deep it's not that deep. It's a comic book. It's a cartoon. And it's those people that want to keep that status quo that's been in comics for the last, you know, 50, 60 years are the ones that are crying right now. Like, at the end of the day, if you don't like this shit, you can gladly take your attention, your money to another art that represents some you like. Don't right. speak for everybody. Not everybody has that same feeling. I feel like for most times, like especially people our age and younger, this is almost like, yo, this is so dope. Like I'm we're glad to finally see it. It's just these old heads yeah. that them them boomers or just like in general, certain white folks that have an issue with it. And it's like, 
Yo, get with it or get lost. We moving toward towards something greater. If you ain't on the boat, right. fuck is but you the doing? thing is, the argument that really kills me is like, this is too hypersexualized for our kids. And it's like, but y'all didn't give a fuck when it was two straight people tonguing each other down. Y'all ain't give a fuck then. And the over-sexualized female characters. Y'all ain't got a problem with it there when it's some cis That's stuff. When it's a female at the, at the end of uh at the end of it and it's like yo y'all pick and choose when to get mad about it we could see superheroes murder everybody in it in an offshoot or in like a something that's not canon oh it's fine Uh it's just a little violent yeah where the outrage at where it's at right it's only when it's coming at marginalized groups and that's my issue it's the same thing with english in general and literature in general People complaining, you got to stick to the classics, to the canon, the Shakespeare, this and that. Yeah, that's dope. But there's other people who got something to say out there. That us. Speak on it. Speaking of homophobia. <laughs> that's not funny, but. <laughs> I know, I know where this is going. <laughs> Speaking of homophobia. What the fuck is good with John Gruden? I knew it. <laughs> what the fuck is good with John Gruden? Like, fuck John Gruden. That's on life. Fuck bull. But I mean, that that leads into this crazy week in the NFL. It's been a wild one. And and we can start there with John Gruden and the controversy and what led to his resignation from the Raiders organization after signing what was a 10 year contract a couple of years, a 10 year contract a couple of years ago. But some emails came out in the Washington football team investigation. Uh, that apparently over 600,000 emails were searched and read. Uh, and that's where we found out that John Gruden about a couple, was it about eight to 10 years ago, sent some racist, misogynistic uh, emails using his at NFL.com email uh, to the Washington football team's general manager at the time. And this kind of spewed all over social media. So what did y'all see from it? What are y'all thinking? I mean... This dude's a fucking bozo. A fraud. But not surprised. Not surprised. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> from my understanding, I think that they found them by accident, right? Like, they weren't even, like, doing no kind of crazy uh, investigation. Like, or maybe maybe they were doing an investigation into the Washington football team. Yeah, so, like, the investigation is on, like, workplace misconduct the last, like, 10 years at the Washington football team's uh, facilities and offices. And they went through all the emails that are on the OGM's computer, and these were on it from Gruden. So I guess they felt as comfortable to talk like this disgusting shit He's about such a people. He's such a dickhead. Like, and I'm not condoning anything he said, of course. But like, first things first, when you when you think about talking about shit that you know is not shit you're supposed to be talking about, why would you use your company email address? That's how comfy that level of talk is, I guess. Mm. Like, he shouldn't be saying that stuff, period. But, like, it's like you said, Flacco. Like, that kind of speaks to how comfortable he was. Like, the NFL is a boys club. And I think it's been proven time and time again. And nothing's done about it, right? Like, it's it's crazy. Correction. It's a white boys club. A white boys club. Correct. Good correction there. I mean... We can only guess, and this was from an email, you know, 10 to 8 years ago. We can only imagine who else has said some crazy wild shit. You know, whether it's a coach, a coordinator, someone working in the front office. 
I think we'd be kind of dumb to think like this is really like an isolated event. Like, I think when it happened, B and me were talking in the chat like, yeah, this definitely is like on some regular shit. Like, this definitely happens all the time. It's just like, who's getting caught doing that shit? Yeah, yeah no, he, he's he's definitely a dirtbag. And to your, to your um, thing, I mean, he, he just like, how can you sit up there? Like, you got to have some type of like pride or just like, like arrogance to sit up there on that pedestal and then think like, oh, nothing's going to happen to me. After sending like all those emails and you just go back to your normal job, like nothing that that to me that's the crazy part about it and it's just it's like, like <laughs> dog you you you're the leader of a football team with you know predominantly black players and then now you have you have a, a gay player with Carl Nassib and you're still out there you know acting like you know that that shit doesn't bother you that you said all that shit I'm gonna say one thing that I've seen as people defending him people said oh it was 10 years ago 10 years ago this dude was like in his 40s he wasn't like a teenager. Yeah. He wasn't like 16. Like this dude was a grown ass man saying these comments. Like, let's not play the it happened. Nah, dude was old. He's a grown man, lived the life and still said the shit that he said. You um, know what? It's similar to this thing that kind of happened in like the bachelor bachelorette world mm-hmm. where one of the contestants a couple years ago for the first black bachelor, Matt James. That dude posted, was gorgeous looking. That dude was yeah, gorgeous. I remember so that he, season. Yeah, so he ended up picking this girl, Rachel, who before the show aired the finale and shit, like people dug down her Instagram and she went to a plantation party. And that's essentially like a party to celebrate the old days, the Southern days. And I don't know if y'all know about this, but there was this big blow up because Rachel Lindsay, the first black bachelorette now works for Extra. And she interviewed Chris Harrison, who's the host of the bachelor and bachelor or who mm. was the host of the bachelor bachelorette shows he went off on this crazy ass thing talking about some of the woke police are choosing to be woke now and this was 20 2018 when this happened he did like oh well is it wrong in 2020 or 2021 or is it wrong in 2018 and rachel was like huh it's always been wrong like this 10 years ago bullshit that's not an that's not a defense it's not an argument 10 years ago it was still fucked up to be racist. It was Facts. still fucked yes. up to be a homophobe. Like, Facts. this man was out here talking shit about the emergence of women as referees, the drafting of a gay player, and the tolerance of players protesting during the national anthem. He said Eric Reed should be fired. Come on. He was working for uh, ESPN, too, at that time, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, he well. was doing so the QB reports was. and shit. Like, sure was. Come back. But... level of comfortability. That's that's one of the biggest things. And I think one of the biggest takeaways I'm thinking is there's over 600,000 emails that were read. We got the John Gruden stuff. We got the Adam Scheffner or Scheffler sending emails and articles to GMs before he published them. I'm just thinking, shit, what else is in those emails that we're not getting yet? Or maybe they're, you know, people aren't letting it out yet, but there might be even more blowback coming through the season. We might see people fall. Because who knows what are in those emails? That's one of the biggest things I think. Uh, looking forward, that I'm gonna be. It just runs deep. It runs it's deep. It's, it's insane. A white boys club. Shit's scary, yeah. especially with that amount too, of money. Yeah, the thing is too, like for people defending him, like you think about a goofy ass Tony Dungy looking dumb as fuck on air, like defending him. Like this goes beyond football. There were criticisms of Barack Obama 
of Joe Biden talking about some Joe is a nervous, clueless pussy. Crazy, crazy shit. Like, this is not just like a, well, he was upset with Roger Goodell because of how this was handled. He was upset because of the outcome of one game. Like, he was talking about shit outside of the NFL. He's a homophobe and he's racist. Like, and that's it. These people shouldn't be the ones, the, the figureheads of the league, kind of representing the league. Because, again, if they're trying to be about, you know, change and, you know, some sort of equality throughout, then that's not the shit that should be tolerated. And I wish the Raiders had fired him straight up as soon as they heard. But it is what it is. I guess it all is a is an optics game at the end of it. But uh, I think to turn into something that was pretty negative stuff that happened. This next thing isn't too negative, but it's heartbreaking. Mm. It's sad. Mm. It felt like I was just dumped after eight years mm. with someone. But the Philadelphia Eagles traded Super Bowl hero all around. Great guy. Good looking. Amazing. Nimble feet. Tight end. We traded Zach Ertz away to the Arizona Cardinals. Literally for, for what? And most importantly, that means we traded Julie Ertz, too. And she was. Oh, I didn't even think about that so now. For real. You know why I thought oh. about it? Because the Cardinals were just like, welcome Zach Ertz and Julie Ertz. And I was just like, yo, don't fucking don't fucking say her name. She don't play for Arizona. Fuck out of here. Just now. Shit. I yeah, mean, I'm upset. It's, it's hard. It's tough. Especially after the Super Bowl. You know, we all got attached to those set of players. And to lose, finally, Zach Ertz. After this weird offseason where it was kind of up and down yeah. whether we're going we're gonna to keep him. They sold him for a quarter. They sold him for a quarter. And then it was like, I was talking to Steph, and she's like, why do we always play our legends? Like, the dudes who, like, love the town, whether it's, like, trading B-Dog to the Broncos or, you know, at the end of his career, kind of how he kind of fucked over Brent Selleck and he kind of retired after mm. we let him go because he didn't want to play anywhere else. It's like, we, these players Damn. love us and this we is play the shit. Damn, right? dude, this Damn, this is great <laughs> stuff on the pod. She's just, just like, and what about this? And what about that? <laughs> Fuck, man, I don't know. Like, that is crazy. It, that's the thing. Like, I understand that we need to draw a line between the comfortability and loving a player like I get that because that's something we criticized Howie for before right like if a player's just not good anymore we can't be sentimental we got to cut him yeah. loose but I just want to know why Ertz though because he deadass just scored a touchdown for us literally in the game right before he was traded and Dallas Goddard wasn't playing because he was on the COVID list so is it smart to get rid of an elite and for what and for mm-hmm. what that was my biggest thing okay if we're gonna start rebuilding which it that's a whole nother topic, but it's looking like we might start looking toward a rebuild the rest of this year. It is a rebuild. Um, Please, God, I can't. I mean, fingers I crossed it's not, but I'm, I mean, it's it's feeling that way. Sirianni reports coming out. Maybe things aren't the best. Also, side note, before <laughs> we continue, the, I need the excuse of a coach not being able to figure out to die. Like, and that thing that, oh, they need time to adjust. You were hired as an NFL coach because you were ready for the position. How the fuck don't you have it figured it out, out yet? Like, what? how'd you get the job? I'm telling you right now, he is the latest person on my list of people whose asses I would beat on site. If he runs another fucking RPO, I swear to God, the next time I see an RPO, I'm going hard on those contact us emails on the Eagles website. I'm going hard. We're fucking blowing up the email. Easy. Fuck the RPO. I just don't get it. Like Jalen Hurts is not our only player. That's the thing. Like he's just he's he's literally <laughs> using the offense like Jalen Hurts is the whole team. Yo, that ass. 
I tweeted this the other day. The Eagles offense is literally like, like a young bull spamming the same 10 plays in Madden over and over again. Dead oh, ass. my God. Facts. They always like, got him in shotgun. They always got him in shotgun. Can he not play what? under under the center? Can Jason Kelsey not, you know, give him a proper snap? Doubt it. So, like, where's the trust there? And then we let Ertz go. So, it's like, so what are we doing? Are we getting we rid of two Miles tight Sanders sets? get some webs. We getting... He, yo, the second they gave him the ball in the second half last week, bro, he was gone. He turned, he turned on the Jets. He mm. shoved the man into the ground. Why are we it using just, him? It doesn't make sense. Why? Like, I'm looking at, and again, poor example, but I'm looking at DeAndre Swift up with the Lions. Dude mm-hmm. can run the ball, mm-hmm. catch the ball. They are feeding him. Yeah, they're, you know, their winning isn't exactly there. But the way they're using that running back, just give Miles the fucking ball. He'll figure it out. He doesn't need mm-hmm. space. He'll do his little ooh, 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 little spin here, a little spin there, and he'll get us five, six yards. Or he might blow up and get us like a 40-yard run or catch. Like, don't um, get it. I'm and this, that's, and this Earth thing just puts it over the fucking top for me. Yeah. Yeah, Nobby. When you broke that news, I was just, I literally, I was like, what? <laughs> Upset. Upset. You don't I know. just don't get it. That's the thing. Like, if Zach was like on some same performance that he was on last year, I would get it. But I just I genuinely don't get it. Yeah, at this point, I don't even I don't even know what the issue is anymore, because now we can't keep using the excuses that we don't have players like, you know, we're missing a piece. Like, I feel like we have all the right pieces, but, you know, our our organization just can't get it together. The front office just sucks. Sirianni is just terrible at the play calling. He's terrible. Absolutely. But hey, on a good note, shout out Gannon. Gannon, yeah. Gannon is the, the real MVP on on the staff. Sirianni is just so trash. And speaking like, of speaking of Gannon, uh, those two picks, or I guess one pick and the other one that got called back. I just want to, yo, these refs, they play for the Buccaneers, right? Like they used to play for the Pats, <laughs> and now they play for the Bucks. And what it's Tom world, Brady's league? Yeah, that's Tom Brady's players. Bro. In what world do you look at a fucking interception for dead ass fifteen minutes? And overturn it. If you're looking at it for that long, there's not enough evidence to overturn it. Nope. I'm not trying to get fired up again, but it's just like, first of all, on top of the play calling being terrible, like the defense showed up. And I'm not saying that Tom Brady's not good because he's probably the greatest quarterback of all time, but like he don't need help to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Like that's bullshit. He should have had two picks. He hasn't had a pick all season. He should have had two picks in Philly. Fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, if Sirianni wants Jalen Hurts to be our leading rusher for the entire season, he might as well steal the blueprint from Baltimore. And we better start running those kind of play actions and just start, hey, you know how they make that work? By running the fucking ball all the time so that those play actions, those RPOs actually work. And they're line, and the opposition's linebackers and DBs are already just waiting. They're obviously going to pass it. They're not, there's no threat of the fucking run. So what's the point? Let's just play the pass every time. He needs to get better on his accuracy too. He really does. Like there's some, there's some, but the the thing is, is like he throws all game, all game. He's slinging the ball. And I'm not saying that that's an excuse, but like, damn, he throwing the ball all game. So of course those bigger misses are going to be what we notice the most because that's all the fuck we do. But that's why we have running backs though, right? Like if (laughs) Jalen's not on his fucking game, why aren't we using miles like if jalen's overthrowing everything 
then hey, Miles Sanders can take that slack off of you. So right? can Kenneth. So can fucking Boston. But here's Scott, the thing. Who oh, we oh, haven't no, seen all season. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that I forgot to mention. Why the fuck do we have Kenneth Gainwell running 30 yard routes? <laughs> like, can somebody can somebody answer that for me? Why the fuck we have Kenneth Gainwell running all the way down to the end zone when we're at the 20, our 20 yard line? I, I don't I don't get it, bro. Sirianni, Sirianni, I'm gonna fight you, bro, when I see you. Dog, figure I'm it the sorry. fuck out, Sirianni. Figure it out. You're a fucking NFL coach. You obviously got the position. Don't prove it right that you're just like how he's lacking. You're an idiot. Show us show us what you're made of, dude. Like for real. Cause this dumb shit. We're not gonna end up bottom two in the NFC East, dog. That's we're just not. not working. That's just not working here. I'll oh take second God. place for all that. I mean, even though the Cowboys looking pretty good this year, you know they're not making the playoffs. Anyway, on from that fuckery to the next fuckery, the, our, our NBA update. Uh, what, what do we want to start with? We want to start with the Kyrie Stephen A fuckery or we want to start straight up with Ben? Let's start with that Kyrie Stephen A thing because I think I want to leave that Ben thing for last because <laughs> the, ben, the Ben, I'm just already tired of it. But just <laughs> just to get like a new face, you know, a new thing. Kyrie, he hasn't reported to the Nets for a training camp or anything due to the fact that he just doesn't want to get vaccinated mm-hmm. and Stephen a basically called him out for it and was just like bro you know we get that you have a right to not want to get vaccinated and, and whatever but you called all these players to your team you called james harden you called Max. kevin durant Max. you you called for all these people to come and help you and then when they show up and they're ready to ball out you come with these antics that you don't want to be vaccinated, that you're the voice for the voiceless, this, that, and the third. And I hate that. I bro, hate that. Bro, bro, and it's just so funny because Kyrie went live on, on Instagram the other day and was just like talking about how people are talking about him and nobody really knows him or anything like that. Oh my, that's and his favorite just, fucking line. Oh my God. And no it's one just knows like, me. he's a fucking diva at the end of the day. And so Stephen A is just like, they should just trade him. But at this point, what team is going to take Kyrie and his antics? Because he's Apparently always doing- a lot of teams are interested. Unfortunately, but he's going to have to get vaccinated, though. That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. So there's no NBA mandate for the vaccination. The reason why it's this whole big fuss is because the city of New York. Right, right, Requires right. vaccination for you to be inside anywhere like that right. started to be enforced middle of September. Like you want to go out to eat somewhere? Show me your vaccination card. Like period. And that's, and that's why, that's why he can't report to Brooklyn because one of the arguments was that, oh, well, will Brooklyn take him as a part-time player and let him play away games? And the Nets were like, nah. And apparently that, that decision was also run past Durant and Harden. And we were like, nah, he not going to be a part-time player. Yeah. Cause I mean, KD was out for a while because he got COVID from somebody else on some fuckery. Cause they went to party and they brought it back to him. But, but what y'all think, man, what do y'all think of Kyrie's antics? Like he's been doing this stuff the last couple of years. There's always something new with him. So what do y'all think? I think my biggest gripe with Kyrie is that ever since leaving Cleveland, we were promised that he would be, you know, a leader of a team. Like that's why he didn't want to stay in Cleveland. He didn't want to be, you know, LeBron's number two. He didn't want to be Robin a Batman ever since he left, even in Boston, he has not been what he promised to be. He was great all-star, you know, top 10 point guard in the league, but we were promised someone that's going to take you to, you know, to the championship to consistently be a contender. Then he goes to the nets and what do we get? This bullshit. Hey, you have a, yeah, sure. Whatever. We'll play that game. You have the right to 
not get vaccinated, guess what? You also have the right to get the fuck out of this job. Quit. Retire, dude. You stand right. by that shit, fucking retire. Congrats. Waste the talent. Waste all the bullshit that you have. Fine by me. Dude, there's other dudes in the league. Like, I'm tired of this, like, I want to be a martyr for my this, blah, 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 blah. It's a fake martyrdom. Get over it. Quit. Yep. If it's that deep, quit. If this isn't just all for show, quit. Retire. Do it. That ass. Well, what I'm going to start with is I am pro COVID-19 vaccine. I am pro vaccination. And I'll tell you why. You look about how many people this virus has affected, how many people have died. It's a no brainer for me. It's a no brainer. And you think about all these other vaccinations that we were required to get as students in the United States, the measles vaccine, the flu, the flu shot. All that shit. There are certain vaccines that you're you were required to take to be in school in person, like period. And this has been like since forever. Facts. And mm-hmm. this is just another vaccine. And given the fact that we have been stuck at home since dead ass 2020, like this shit is not a joke. It's real. My mom had COVID last Christmas. And when I tell you it was really fucking heartbreaking that I couldn't be with her and I couldn't help her, this shit is real. Facts. My mom's in the hospital two weeks for that shit. That shit real out in these streets. It is. And this whole, like, I'm going to do my own research. You're not a scientist. What research are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) We got professionals for that, bro. You play ball, bro. You play basketball. What research are you doing? You going on Facebook to see what other people are posting about it? You checking with your pastor? Dog, none of them are scientists. Like, the same people who reposted... I do not give Facebook permission to take my account in 2015 are the same people who are quote doing their own research. Fuck out of here. Y'all dumb as shit. And I'll say it right now. Y'all dumb as shit. Like it is a no brainer. And it's like y'all said, you got the right to do whatever the fuck you want to do, but understand that getting, getting this vaccine is not just for you. It's to protect everybody around you. I'm I'm tired of hearing people saying, well, you still get the you still get the virus though. You can still get it if you're vaccinated. Yeah, that ain't the people point. Like you, because people like you aren't vaccinated. That's why. Like, <laughs> they, they, they missed oh, the I'm fucking kidding. point. They missed the fucking point completely. And that's that's another one of my biggest things, which is yo, we not experts in this shit. A Google search do not make you an expert. No. Like yo, you can be more informed, but like, dude, like, oh my god, the Everybody amount of people who PhD in Google, bro. Like what, yeah, bro? Like ass. y'all can't even tell me the difference between like a dot com and a dot gov or a dot edu nah. or a dot net. Like, <laughs> they can't tell what? me the difference between T H A N and T H E N, and that's the T. That's it, right Damn. there. Hey, and that's the rest of the pod. We see y'all next time playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that ass though. Like, don't y'all want to go out and get as back to normal as possible? You don't want to be that dickhead, and that's what folks are being. Y'all right. being that dickhead. Don't you want to stop being stuck at home, gaining weight because you can't do nothing? I'm speaking from personal experience. That's what I'm saying. We outside now, and I'm not. I'm not going back inside. I'm not. Y'all let me the fuck out. Y'all can't put me back in. I'm sorry. Never that. Yeah. All that to say, Kyrie needs to get his shit together, and he needs to stop using phrases like a voice for the voiceless. He's not. I'm okay. He thinks he's Martin Luther vaccinin. That's what Van. That's what Van Leeuwen said. (laughs) He Martin Luther vaccinin. Fuck out of here. Dog, at the end of the day, yo, anybody can make their choice, but your choice better not fucking affect me and what I could do. If you want to lose your shit, whether it's your job, your position, 
Go ahead. Quit. But I don't want to hear you bitching on the way out about it. The voice of the unheard. Get the fuck out of here. He's right, so funny, bro. Up. He's so funny. He's always doing this shit. And then, like, he starts crying about, like, oh, I'm just tired of these vaccine mandates. Like, then fucking quit, bro. Like, then go somewhere else. Like, Easy. you signed up to be a basketball player, right? This is one of the stipulations of you being a pro basketball right. player. You don't want Requirement. it. Requirement. Fucking buy. Requirement by your job. Either you fit it or you don't. Regular person just quits. Don't get a new job. Don't want to hear you playing that shit to the reporters and this, that, and the third. You know? And I, I think I... I think I saw uh, a tweet from uh, the Blue Check Brigade on Twitter. Uh, that like 90% of the league is vaccinated, too. So it's like it's only these couple outliers. Like, for the most part, everyone. Ben Simmons is one of them, apparently. I don't know if y'all know. Ben Simmons is unvaccinated. I mean, no shit. I wouldn't expect that. Oh, man. Ben Simmons not doing the fuck he's supposed to do. Surprise, surprise. Here's the thing on Ben. Ben is uh supposed to actually return to practice today mm. he's set to return to practice today sunday you know and play our next game but i haven't heard anything yet the last thing was that doc rivers expects ben to return to sixers practice on sunday and we're probably gonna trade him mid-season is what it's looking like and i i don't update, know man update he is at practice oh he is at according, practice according to six abc nice how, how are the fans reacting to that first game back like ever in front of a home crowd probably probably pissed but at the end of the day it's just like you gotta do it man he's gonna he's gonna have to go through it there's really like you, you i need it all this i need bullshit. him i need him to have a consequence there's got to be yeah. a consequence yeah he got i mean he lost a couple mil so you nah but the thing with ben like he, like it, <laughs> clutch sports they they tried to play their cards <laughs> yo and and this dude this dude daryl Morey was like nah you bluffing and he was called right it. called he the bluff right. daryl Morey, bro right. love him nah the thing is is like you you don't sign a max contract and think that you could do whatever the fuck you want to do one year into it let me tell you something ben that's not how a job works i don't Another know if you had any other jobs i don't right. know if you had any other jobs you don't just decide that you're not going to show up to work and then not speak to your boss and speak through like, come on, that's you can't you can't do that. You can't. And in terms of like him coming back to the game, to the team, like I think the regular season starts this coming week. And for me personally, as someone who started out a Ben Simmons stand and then all this shit. Happened, I mean, you can admit it. You were more than a stand. You could say I loved it. him. I loved him. I supported him through thick and thin. And then he did this shit. I'm at a point where, yeah, I wanted him to be traded, but I also don't want to trade him to not get the value we deserve for him. So what I want is for him to show up and ball out because ultimately he's still on the Sixers. Ultimately, that's still my team. Ultimately, I still want to win. But do you want a number one seed again with a fucking failure in the playoffs? I mean, we've proven we could be number one in the East. Like, that's easy. Are we going to get that again and then a fold in the playoffs? That's the thing. Who knows if he even sticks... You know, I don't think he's going to last, man. I don't think he's going to be here for the the whole season. I think he's going to get his way and get, you know, get out of um, Philly. I just don't think he's going to go to any of the teams that he wants to go to. Like, I think it's going to end up bad for him and Maury's going to end up winning and we're going to end up winning. You know, we're not going to get we're not going to get like Dame or I'm going to be honest. We're probably not going to get Dame or or Beal. Nope. 
We're probably well. Bill is apparently unvaccinated too, so his ass. He's he can the stay over there. Goofy. Goofy. Hey, Washington, y'all can have him. But goofy, I hate people, dog. Hey. Yo, dog. The last thing, the last thing I need is for one of them to get Joe sick. I swear to God. Yo, on site. It's wrapped on-site. out. If you get JoJo sick and his kid sick, it's oh, wrapped oh, out. If oh, you get I'm Arthur sick, that's it. It's, it's wrapped it's a out. Wrap. Nah, that's what I'm saying though. Like, even if we don't get Dame or Beal, like, I, if we do trade Ben, send him to somewhere, some fuckery like Cleveland. Send him somewhere where he, where you we know. He want to have he want to have a team built around him. Fine, send him to the middle of fucking nowhere because he's not gonna have a team built around him in California. I don't know. I mean, I hope we do get our value some way somehow. I mean, part of me is feeling like at the trade deadline we're gonna get some like backup guard and a couple picks. Hoping not. Hopefully we get the value. Hopefully he does have like an all star first half. We have like the number one like record in the league. We trade him for a couple pieces off another team that maybe underperformed this first half of the year. And then we get some good veteran pieces to kind of mix in for the playoff run that we have. Perfect story. We win the championship. We celebrate a uh, parade in the summer once COVID's over. And then there we are. There's the next, uh, there's the next NBA season. Look at that. Cinderella that was a story. Lovely, right. That was a lovely little story. <laughs> I'm like imagining it. I'm like, damn, bro, this sounds, this sounds so nice. I mean, we'll see. We, we're really not that far off, like, for getting that, that team together. And I'm saying it right now. I'm calling it. Oh, Maxi? Maxi is the truth. He is the truth. And he's going to be, I- I'm telling you, I just have a good feeling about Maxi. Maxi's just going to, like, he's going to okay. take us to that next level. Okay. And this, this season coming up, he's going to have a, he's going to ball out. He's going to ball out. And I think once we see that, I think Maury's going to be like, uh, Ben who? Like, we really don't need him. We could bench him if we want to. Plus, I'm interested to see how many uh, lineup rotations have Maxi at point and don't even have Ben on the floor, and then ones that just have Ben on the floor. Interested to see how those well, minutes. Well, I can tell you right split. now. I can tell you right now. They're gonna take him off in, in the last six minutes of the fourth quarter. They're not. He won't even play. Ben. He won't even play the fourth quarter if we could, if Maxi figures it out like B's calling. He won't even play fourth quarter. He won't. We have a really good bench, so. We'll just see Shit. how it works Paul. out. Shit, I'll let, I'll, let, uh, I'll let Andre Drummond take a three before I let, you know, put it in Ben's hands. I'll let his bum ass take that three. Damn. Damn. That's going to be an interesting dynamic, too. Joel Embiid owns real estate in his head. That's his how daddy. How is that going to work? That's it's his like daddy. having his son on the team. Joel got his son on the team, on the on the bench. Hey, come on, kid. It's your time to shine. You're going to try to impress his ahead, pop. son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that being said, y'all. I'm excited for the Sixers season, like with or without Ben. I'm trying to see where we go. Um, I'm like this close to buying a season pass again. Uh, yeah, me with too. The NBA league pass. Just thinking. I watch them enough that I'm tired of I'm tired of watching from these janky ass links. Like I want it. Real the time. streams don't cut it. I gotta watch out for the pop ups. If I'm <laughs> like t- thirty minutes <laughs> behind the actual game, I would just like to be on time with the the Twitter timeline. You know. That's what I'm saying. Ain't nothing worse than being on Twitter and seeing shit happen before you see it. I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> but nah, thank you all for joining for Appreciate episode y'all. seven of I Just North. This week, we were just north of the fuckery. And we'll be back next week to talk more shit. Love you. Gang. <laughs> <laughs>